sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast i am your host of the show kenneth cotterell and thank you all for joining me this morning i hope everyone had a happy mother's day got to celebrate brunch with my mom yesterday which was awesome and so today we are excited for a great monday of sports and betting and that's what this show is all about all about the world of sports and sports betting we talk about the day that was in the sports world including our athlete of the day. We then talk about the games coming up today, what bets we like, and we cap it all off with our competitive lay of the day. So our episode today is sponsored by Bet99. For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 offers you a sports welcome offer when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Bet99 will match your deposit 100% up to $600. So head over to Bet99 today to make your bets use the bets on the show, and follow our social media accounts as well at CompHedgePod. You'll find our fan parlays and our other plays that we like throughout the day, so you definitely don't want to miss out on those. It's not just about this parlay. We talk about it all throughout the day on those accounts. So let's give our athlete shout-out of the day to start out, and it's got to be Max Home on the PGA Tour. Um, I'm a big fan of his, just his overall demeanor. He's all about positive vibes, being a good guy on tour. I loved his video with the four-play pod. Shout out to those guys. They did a 4v1 scramble with Max. He shot 68 on Sunday. Uh, He won by two shots at the Wells Fargo over Matthew Fitzpatrick. It's his fourth win on tour as well. And so he and his wife recently announced that they were expecting in November as well. So shout out to him. Great time to be Max Homa. And he talked about how great his life is right now in his post-round. Uh, interview. So shout out to Max Homa, who is our athlete of the day. Now let's talk about last night's bets. We didn't do a hedge fan lay yesterday. Uh, We felt it was important to spend time with family, but we did do a show yesterday morning. So we were able to get some bets on the card. So let's start with our WNBA three teamer that cashes yesterday. LA Sparks minus six and a half versus the Indiana Fever. They win by 10 points at minus 112. Then the Mystics plus four and a half versus the Minnesota Lynx. This one was minus 115. They won outright. We said there was a possibility of that, and they did 78 to 66. And then the Seattle Storm and the Vegas Aces under 175 and a half. That was also minus 112. 85 to 74 was never really close to hitting the over. So that's a huge parlay cash for the host. Mets Moneyline didn't cash as our alternate play of the day. And neither did Luka's points over. But that's not to discourage the performance of Luka Doncic either. We just had a little bit more faith in him adding a few more points to his total. So let's get into things with our daily news dump. NHL playoffs is where we're starting. 
Boston five to two versus Carolina. The over five and a half caches. Boston money line at minus one thirty would cash as well. Boston was just a more physical team yesterday. Hits were thirty seven to twenty nine. They dominated from the jump. The big thing about Boston is that that top line of theirs is really starting to produce. You know, we saw Bergeron scored, Marchand had two, Pasternak scored as well, DeBrusque added another to make it five. Swayman's been good between the pipes too. 24 saves yesterday, only gives up two goals. So that's huge for this Boston group that relies heavily on that top line plus Taylor Hall in order to produce. Carolina got 23 saves from Ranta. Uh, He played okay yesterday, but overall dominant from the start. Pessy and Stahl with the goals for Carolina. St. Louis, 5-2 versus Minnesota. The over 6.5 barely cashes, as does St. Louis, minus 110. This playoffs has been really back and forth, especially in this series. It feels like one team dominates and then the next, and they're just trading blows. Flurry had 29 saves for Minnesota in the loss. Kaprizov and Boldy score for them. And then Binnington between the pipes for St. Louis. He performs well with 28 saves. They got two goals from Perron, two goals from Cairo, and one from Ryan O'Reilly. So they win this one 5-2, to 2-2 two, two to two heading to Minnesota, as is 2-2 two, two for that Boston-Carolina one heading back to Carolina. Tampa Bay ties it up as well. 7-3 to three versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 120 caches, as does over six and a half. But Tampa, I mean, they dominated from the jump five to nothing to start the game. Vasilevsky makes just 22 saves, but that was all that was needed. Colton added two goals. They finally got a goal from Stamkos, Belmar, Maroon, and Paye also score as well as Corey Perry. So all around team effort by the two-time defending cup champs. Campbell makes 11 saves and Muzzin and Nylander. Nylander had two on the night for them. So that one's all tied up 2-2, as is this last series, which is the Kings and Edmonton. The Kings win 4 to nothing yesterday. Mike Smith played well, made 42 saves in the loss. But Jonathan Quick with the shutout with 31 saves. Gunstrom added two, and then Stetcher and Moore scored for the Kings. We now head back to Edmonton for Game 5. They were supposed to win this series pretty easily. So let's see if they can go back up in the series before they head back to LA for game six. NBA playoffs, Dallas 111 to 101 versus Phoenix. Phoenix was minus two. The over just barely misses. We said that we liked that one on the show. Wasn't on the official card, but it looked great at halftime and then no scoring in the second half. Luca with 26, 11 and seven in the win. Dorian Finney-Smith living up to that contract extension he got mid-year. He had 24 points in the game. Jalen Brunson added 18, and Spencer Dinwiddie finally did something with just 11 points. Phoenix got 35 from Booker. He played well. Aiton got a double-double. Crowder with 15. Chris Paul just five points, and he fouled out. Miles Bridges, six points. A lot's going to be made of the stuff that the fans did with CP3's family. We never wish that on anyone's family, especially at a sporting event like that. But Chris didn't play a great game. Let's just call it what it is. Um, people will say point God. Oh no, he really didn't perform. I've never been a Chris Paul guy, but that just can't happen in a big playoff game like that. You can't come out and have five points. Uh, he needs to be a lot better for them moving forward, but the keys to the game, Dallas was makes 23s. Uh, they were 20 of 44. This is what they're going to have to do to win this series. Phoenix, the turnovers were 17 to 11 in favor of Dallas. 
it boils down to shooting is what this series is about. The games that Dallas has won, they've hit from downtown because they're going to get dominated on the boards. And so if they're hitting shots, then this is a major major issue for the Phoenix Suns. Then we had Miami and Philly, 116-108. to 108. Philly minus two in the game wins, as does the over 207.5. Miami just seven of 35 from three. Once again, Butler was incredible, 40 and six. Bam Adebayo did some stuff. He was 21 and seven. Hero added a double double, and Oladipo had 15. But no Lowry, really. No PJ Tucker. You still haven't seen Duncan Robinson play minutes in this series. Overall, this was about Philly. They hit 16 threes. James Harden with 31-7-9. No, I'm not ready to say that he gets a contract extension that he's demanding this offseason. But Joel Embiid had a double-double at 24-11. and Maxi added 18, and Tobias had 13. I've said since the offset, Harden doesn't have to have 30 a game if Joel is there. If he averages 25 in this series, I think they win this series. And that 31 was great yesterday. He looked like vintage Harden. He looked a lot more upbeat about it. But I still believe you just have to consistently give them 25. You're getting scoring from Maxi and Harris, and then Joel's going to do his thing. But you have to give us 25 in order for me to take Philadelphia seriously. MLB money or MLB lines from yesterday. We'll do a quick rundown. White Sox 3-2 to two over the Red Sox. Philly won 3-2 versus the Mets, but then the Mets won 6-1 in the doubleheader. Doubleheader in Orioles-Royals. Royals win 6-4 in the first. Orioles win 4-2 in the second. Braves 9-2 over the Brewers. Yankees beat the Rangers 2-1, but the Rangers win 4-2 in the second game. Reds 7-3 over the Pirates. Guardians 4-3 over the Jays. Twins 4-3 over the A's. Astros 5-0 versus the Tigers. The Diamondbacks 4-0 over the Rockies and those LA Dodgers 7-1 over the Cubs. And we'll cap it off with our WNBA action from yesterday. As we said, we cashed the three-team parlay. But a great day for WNBA basketball. The Sparks, they win 87-77 versus the Indiana Fever. We said Liz Cambage should feast yesterday, and she did just that. 22-11 for the Sparks. Sykes added 17 points as well. Nalissa Smith with a solid performance with 13 and 9, and Destiny Henderson with 19 in the loss for the Indiana Fever. The Washington Mystics 78 66 over the Minnesota Lynx. Natasha Cloud with 19 to lead the way for the Mystics, who were missing Elena Della Don yesterday. Uh, she was sitting out with a back issue. And then you had Sylvia Fowles with 13 and 8, and Jessica Shepard with 16 and 12 for the Lynx in the loss. They dropped to 0 and 2 to start the season. And then the Seattle Storm and Vegas Aces. This was the marquee game of the night. The Aces win 85-74, to making a statement early on. The statement came from Aja Wilson. 20, 15, and 5 blocks. She's definitely in defensive player of the year consideration already. Yes, I know it's two games in, but she's in consideration. And we're at Aces fans here at Competitive Hedge Podcast. So we're definitely going to plug her for defensive player of the year throughout. Seattle got 21-8 and from Brianna Stewart. Still believe these are the two best teams in the league, and I expect many more battles this season between these two teams. Now let's talk about big games on the slate. We don't really have game lines to monitor. We already know that John Morant is out for Memphis tonight. Boston game, we're assuming Marcus Smart's going to play, so we're not too concerned about those lines. So let's get right into the games that we are going to be tuning into tonight. 
Bucks Celtics is the first one in the NBA playoffs. Now the Celtics, uh, sorry, the Bucks are minus one tonight. Uh, it's over under two twelve for this game. This series has it's been a battle, but the battle has been on the rebounding front, and whoever wins the rebounding battle wins these games. You know, we look at game one, Bucks fifty four to forty eight plus six in the rebound category. The Celtics came back in one game two. They got 40 to 37 on the boards. And then in game three, the Bucks 53 to 47. A lot was made of the officiating in the last game and a lot of missed calls. It's unfortunate that calls are missed. Unfortunately, referees are human. I never, uh, I never like to really go after refs for what they do. But Boston's got to play through it. And I think their coach sent a message. He said exactly what he thought about the officiating. We can only hope that the officiating will be better and that Boston will see if they can bounce back and win game four. The Bucks were nine of 34 from three last game. Boston will take that. If you can hold the Bucks under 10 threes in a game, they're not going to shoot a ton, but if they're shooting a high percentage, then you've got issues. Um, Boston's had open looks. They hit those looks and they win games. So this is going to be an exciting game tonight. It's one that I'm fading because while I believe Boston's going to win the game, I could also see the Bucks going up three to one. So it's one that I just want to fade. And I don't love that over underline, um, given how good these defenses are. But sometimes talent wins out. And Jason Tatum's coming off his worst game of the year with 10 points. So I could see him bouncing back in a big way. I'd look at his point total line and maybe take the over, given how he played in game three. Other one is Warriors and Grizzlies. The series is unfortunately, I think, over now. Um, if Jaw's not playing tonight, I don't think he's miraculously going to recover and play in Game 5. Um, and with no Jaw Morant, I just don't see Memphis having enough in order to win even a game the rest of the way. Um, the Warriors have dominated on the boards all three games. I don't think that they're going to go out and shoot 53% like they did from three in the last game. But Memphis is going to have to if they want to have a chance here. They got to be hitting 15 to 23s in this game. They got to get a lot of production from Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, and Jaron Jackson Jr. I don't think they'll have enough, but I also don't love that line at minus eight and a half. The over under 226 also scares me. So I'm staying away from NBA tonight. Just not a big fan of the slate. WNBA wise, we've got a doubleheader um, starting with the Lynx taking on. The Fever, both these teams lost yesterday, so they're both coming off a back-to-back game. I do think that the Lynx are the better team. Sylvia Fowles should have a good game. This is a young Fever team. I don't know if they're going to win a lot of games. Nalissa Smith's going to have a good day. Um, But overall, this is one uh, I'm not that excited to watch. I'll be 100% honest. These are two teams that haven't played great. But I will be tuning into the second one, not just because it's the Vegas Aces, but I'm intrigued by this Washington Mystics squad. Um, They just won yesterday against Minnesota. They're both on a back-to-back here as well. Aja Wilson versus Natasha Cloud is going to be a great matchup. And so I'm excited for these two WNBA games tonight. Now let's head over to NHL playoffs because we've got four games tonight in the NHL. Three of these series are tied up at 2-2. Sorry, three of these series are 2-1 and one is 3-0. We'll see how many of these end up tied. But Washington and Florida... Washington's plus 136, Florida's minus 175. The over-under's at seven, so they're anticipating a lot of scoring here. 
Bobrovsky's got to step up. That's what it boils down to for Florida. Um, the shots were nearly even the last game, yet they lose six to one. So he's just flat out getting outplayed by whether it's Samsonov or Vanessic. He needs to be a lot better for this Florida team. Uh, they need to learn how to win because they won a lot of regular season games, but we haven't seen that translate to the playoffs yet. So I want to see if they can pick up a crucial victory tonight in that capital series. New York minus 117 versus Pittsburgh at minus 110. The line on this one is at six and a half. So another one that they're anticipating a lot of scoring, and I think they should. Um, New York needs to get to Domingue early. You can't let him settle in. They need to get to him very early on. Shesterkin has to be better as well. I think he had his worst performance that he's going to have in these playoffs. I think he's going to bounce back and play well. But the Rangers have been outplayed offensively in all three games, and they need to step up and actually uh, get physical with the Pens. Pens are at home, and I think they they can win this game if they do so. So that one's 2-1 to Pittsburgh. We need the Rangers to tie it up 2-2, two to two, especially with that Rangers future bet. Colorado's minus 267 versus Nashville at plus 200. The over-unders at 6.5 as well. The Avs lead the series 3 to nothing, and I think the sweep comes tonight. Nashville, they need to get lucky. Like, Connor Ingram would have to make probably 50 saves for them to win this game, and the Avs are rolling. Um, I don't see that personally happening, and you'll see it coming up in our competitive lay of the day, but I think Colorado completes the sweep today. Nashville just a little bit outmatched, especially without their goalie. And then Calgary, minus 160 versus Dallas at plus 125. This is pretty major, the fact that Dallas is up 2-1. to one. The Flames were very heavily favored coming into this series, and they need to get to Ottinger quickly. I mean, the shots were 41-32, yet they lose 4-2 in Game 3. So they need to bounce back in a big way, and I think they can do so tonight and tie it up heading back to Calgary for Game 5. So our player prop line of the day, this is the one that we really love on the slate. It's Al Horford, 12-plus points at minus 125. He had 22-16 and 16 in the last game. I just overall like his matchup. I think he's going to get anywhere from 14 to 18 points tonight. I think that's what he can give this Boston team, the way that he stretches the floor and all the little things that he does, even on the boards for them. So I like Al Horford's player prop line. Now let's cap things off with our competitive lay of the day, as well as our alt lay play, if rain delay or no play altogether. So the competitive lay, this is our three-team daily parlay. No odds worse than minus 150. Always bet responsibly. Bet at bet99, promo code shooters. But we're only looking to put out winners here. You can either make it a parlay or you can bet these ones straight up. Completely up to you. We're coming off that three-teamer yesterday that we hit on. So first one we like, Rangers money line versus Pittsburgh at minus 117. Shesterkin. He got chased the last game. I believe he that's not going to happen again. He's going to play well tonight, and they'll even it up. The Rangers are going to get to Domingo early, like I talked about earlier. And so I like the Rangers tonight to even it up at 2-2. Two to two. And especially considering this NHL playoffs has proven that teams are just going back and forth, and I think that happens once again tonight. Colorado puck line versus the Predators. The Predators had their chance in game two. They got to overtime. They didn't have enough. They lost 2-1 to one in that game. And so Avalanche blew them out game one. They blew them out game three. Ingram seemed to get rattled in the last game too. 
So I just think this this is a Colorado six to two, seven to three type finish, much like it was in the last game. And so we like Colorado puck line at minus one oh six. And lastly, Dodgers run line versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. Julio Urias is on the mound for the Dodgers today. He's two to one on the year. This plays minus one twenty five. I don't like Jose Quinta going for the Pirates. He's 0-1 on the year. I think the Dodgers bats are going to get going early. I anticipate a lot of runs in this game. And so I like Dodgers run line at minus 125. I think it's going to be 6-2, maybe 7-1 finish for the Dodgers. So that three-teamer of Rangers, money line, avalanche puck line, and Dodgers run line is plus 551. Really love these plays today. The outlay play, if rain delay or no play. We're rolling with the Tigers money line against the A's. believe that line's at minus 130. We usually have a bit of a juice line on this one, but we just really love the play uh, with Pineda going for them. Uh, and then you've got Paul Blackburn on the other side for the A's. You've got the Tigers at home. It's actually now moved to minus 120 since we looked last night. So roll with the Tigers money line for some additional value, especially if for whatever reason that Dodgers one doesn't go and a lot of rain delays and postponed games in the majors so far. So we really love that play. But happy Monday to everyone out there. Definitely go follow us on all of our social media accounts at CompHedgePod. Uh, drop us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a great review. Share with your friends and family. We really love doing this show every morning. I wouldn't be getting up to do a 6 a.m. show if I didn't love doing it. And so let's have a great Monday and we'll see you tomorrow morning for the Competitive Hedge podcast.